broadcasting live from a hollowed out tree stump in the middle of no man's land. You've reached Married with Comedy huh. with Jeff Onyx yeah. and Joe Chandler. Strap in, boys and girls, and keep your arms and legs in the vehicle at all times. Because it's going to get bumpy. Yeah. I'm going to switch these. Welcome to the show. Okay, so here's what we got going on. Okay, so somebody got a, you know, introduced to someone who had the thing. You know, someone, you know. Someone told somebody something who had something who got something. So that's what's up. So Joe's not here. Um, he's going to be coming in over the phone. Uh, and then Jay's going to come in over the phone. So we're going to have some fun with that. So, well, we're going to start off with some, uh, just get into the show, shall we? Today's trivia question today. Trivia. Oh, snap. All right, then. During World War II. Where were the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights stored during World War II? So you know the answer, chitty chat, clickety clack. That'd be cool. So we can chitty chat with you in a clickety clack. That'd be nice. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're going to chit chat with me in a clickety clack. So, yeah. So, you know, on today's show, we're going to have a bunch of stuff going on. Man. We've got a bunch of stuff going on. And um, least of which is going to be, uh, you know, I'm probably not going to do this week in comedy history. Probably not. Probably not going to do that one. But, uh, you know, so we're going to talk about Copernicus. We're going to talk about the Badlands Guardian. Uh, we're going to talk about Megan Fox. We're going to talk about canned butter, canned eggs. We talk about, um, you know, what was woke this week. We're going to reintroduce woke this week. So you know it's woke. Uh, Joe's gonna do some stuff. Joe and I break break down a movie, the movie Tread. It was a documentary. Documentary. Pathetic pet of the week this week is uh, I can't remember. Can't remember who the dog this week is. Um, Molly. No. Yeah, Molly. So there's a dog. The dog this week is Molly. So oh look at that! Look at that! Look at that! Who do we have on the phone? Who do we have on the phone? It is Joe. Hey, Joe. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, Joe. Hey. So, uh, I was breaking down the, the show, what we're going to do today. So, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. So, um, since since I'm going to have you on for a little bit, and then I'm going to have Jay on for a little bit, what I thought I would do is I would just have your segments all stuck together. And then Jay's segments all stuck together. And then when I don't have you guys on, I'll do my other stuff. Okay. Okay. So are you going to be doing Gossip Time? Yes. Are we going to be doing Generation Y? Probably not because no. you didn't send me a link. Uh, no, you're going to do the Entertainment Breakdown with me, of course. And yes. Are you going to pontificate? Um, or are you just going to do the the entertainment entertaining breakdown and um the uh, gossip time? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know what's funny is I did not make a gossip time lower third for you. So. Oh. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. What, are you, what are you gonna do? You know, I'm just gonna call this part the interview. I'm gonna I'm gonna call this part the interview. 
<laughs> okay. As if I'm interviewing you. And then when, right. I go, when I'm done with that part, then when we do the breakdown, the entertainment breakdown thing, uh, I'll switch to that one. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. So welcome, okay. Joe. Welcome, Joe, to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Have Joe do a segment on investing in Bitcoin and what he thinks about it. Somebody in the comments asked if I could do a, a thing about what you think about Bitcoin. So. Oh. Yeah. Well, well, maybe we'll do that sometime. All right. So, so hey, Joe, Joe, what do you, what yes. do you, he, what do you hear on the street? What's going on? You hear any, you hear any good gossip? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox got engaged. Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Okay. The rapper, not the gangster from the thirties, but the mm -hmm. rapper. Megan Fox, the chick that everybody used to say, Megan Fox, like her name was some big deal. And I guess she was in some robot movie. Yeah, she was in Transformers. And then uh, Machine Gun Kelly is uh, a uh, a singer of some type? Yeah. Yeah, he's a singer. He used to be a rapper. Oh. And then he realized he's white. Huh. And so he started um, just singing alternative music. Huh, that's an interesting story there about Machine Gun Kelly. So so you're saying Megan Fox is dating or getting married to? Getting married to. So these two are getting married. Where did where'd you hear this from? Um, it's like all over. What? They tweeted it. What? And um yeah. And the the big thing is so um they apparently celebrated by drinking each other's blood. This is a conjecture of fact without me knowing it. <laughs> so they they drank each other's blood. Yes. Yeah. So instead of like a blood brother and blood 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 sister, they're like, let's go all the way and vampire this thing. Right. You know. I mean, Machine Gun Kelly is like, why do you have to wait? You know, only do it once a month. Let's do it anytime. You know. Are you referring to Red Wings? Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Red Wings. Oh, man, I, I pulled my thing out. <laughs> what it meant was I'm wearing headphones and I accidentally pulled out my headphone thing for a second there. There. Now we're back. Now, I'm, now I can hear you. You can hear me, right? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. See, this, this phone thing works so much. Well, it says that we're not connected somehow. Like we got disconnected from the internet? Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. Let me, let me look at what's going on over here. No, it says we're live over here, man. So, all right, whatever. It's confusing. This is the interwebs thing is really confusing, man. It used to be real simple. You know what I mean? Yeah. All you need to do is know your your primary and secondary DNS and DCHP, and then you were good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who 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 are you whispering to? It would have been nice to know that. What? Well, it's just a wifey. Oh, my my wife said I'm not disconnected. She can hear and see me fine. Oh. 
You didn't tell your wife you're going to be on tonight? No, I did. Oh. But I asked her to make me a sandwich. <laughs> Shut the hell up. So, so is this? So they drank their blood. <laughs> Get back to yeah. what we were talking about. So, what did they use? Like a chalice? Did they? Um, did they like slice their wrists or their hands? How did this work? Did they use IV? Like an IV? Um, I don't know. I mean, they didn't go in detail. Um, you know, like I don't know if if they just use tampons or whatever. I don't know. Just use whatever. Use whatever's handy, but. Here's the question, though. <laughs> if they're using What's tampons, it? if they're using tampons, you say Machine Gun Kelly has a cooch, or did he put it up the other end? Oh, he he could easily put it on the, up the other end, you know. Or he had nose surgery get... and he had one of those things stuck up his nose. Yeah, I'm sure he's some cocaine enough where he has blood flowing out. The cocaine. You know what I'm saying? The cocaine. Yeah. yeah. So, so any any other interesting details about this? Um. Well, so, um, Megan Fox did tweet about how um they've had their ups and downs, and they've had cries and laughs and yada yada, and I'm just thinking like, like. Bitch, if you are already like in a like up and down relationship, I don't think you should get married. Yeah, if you're already do you doing think? the up and down, you need to get some birth control. Huh? If you're already doing some up and downs, you need to get some birth control. <laughs> Man, you're the one that said it, bro. I just I just punched <laughs> Whatever. So, so they're you're you're saying that they shouldn't be getting married, maybe because they're already in a tumultuous, tumultuous, oh man, uh, troubled, yeah. troubled relationship. Who's that? Yes. Is that your woman? Yeah. Your woman's on. But the I'm just wondering, like, what are their fights about? Like, um, like you're overrated. No, I'm overrated. Like you're overrated. Like just fighting about how overrated they are. I, maybe they're fighting because they're like, no, I, I get to go to Comic Con and have the nerds write my autograph. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Comic Con? Yeah. Because know about that Comic Con. They go to the Comic Con. Megan Fox probably goes to the Comic Con. Here's the thing, though. If Megan Fox went to the Comic-Con, right, when she goes there to have people sign yeah. autographs and stuff, I bet the Bruce yeah. Campbell line is longer than her line. The what line? The Bruce Campbell line. Oh. You know who Bruce Campbell is? Yeah. yeah. Of course I know Bruce Campbell. I met him. Yeah. He, he was supposed to be Mysterio in um, Spider-Man 4, but... But he couldn't do it. But... They didn't make Spider-Man 4. They didn't make Spider-Man 4, and I think it's because he insisted that he have a hand that was a chainsaw. Or, oh. or that he wore some type of uh, Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Burn Notice reference. Oh, Burn Notice. I had, I, had, I had Bruce Campbell sign my Burn Notice shirt. It has Bruce Campbell on it. 
Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a but I'm a huge Bert, um, uh, Bruce Campbell fan. Yeah. Melissa's even more of a Bruce Campbell fan than I am. Yep. All right. So who cares about Megan Fox and this guy? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you do you? I did, I'm gonna move on. Forget that. Okay. Forget that thing. Um, let's say right. let's say we do. Um, uh, ooh, entertaining. The entertainment breakdown. The entertaining okay. entertainment breakdown. We're breaking it down. Okay, so what are we breaking down today? We're gonna break down Shred, which is a documentary about a a, a freedom fighter who was fighting for his rights. Is that what you is that what you would break it down as? Maybe you you explain what it is. Um, some crazy redneck from Colorado, <laughs> but freedom fighter. Yeah, let's just call him that. Well, see, here's the thing. Okay, my catch on it. Okay, so just to give everybody a rundown of what the movie's about, there was a dude that owned a muffler shop, and he loved to um, uh, snowmobile, right? So he made yeah. enough money with his muffler shop that he goes snowmobiling whenever he wanted to. Uh, and then there was a point in time during his muffler shop business that this, the county or the city or the, whatever, the town came to him and they said, hey, you could be on our sewer things. So you don't have to keep using a septic tank or a storage tank for your wastewater and your sewage. So you could be on our system. And he was like, yeah, great. And they're like, yeah, but it's going to be $30,000 and you have to pay it. And he's like, no, no, that's good. No. So then they were like, yeah, you're going to have to pay this. And then there was a piece of land beside him that somebody else wanted to buy and turn it into a uh, concrete cement mixing, what, right? Concrete or cement place, right? Yeah. To make yeah. to make cement or concrete or what have you, the raw materials for that. And then there was, um, you know, people in the town and stuff like that. So, um, uh, at some point in time, somebody told the dude that he couldn't be on his property and do business unless he had the sewer line hooked up, but he, he didn't want to pay the money to get the sewer line hooked up because it was a lot of money to get the sewer line hooked up. So he fought them on it. And then, then some other people got involved and they were like, yeah, hey, man, you can use our easement to get in there and to be cheaper. And and well, that's their their story. So you had two sides of the story. The guy made a cassette tape before he um, did something bad. OK, anyway, so he made a cassette tape detailing out how everybody had wronged him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, he got in a, a modified bulldozer and destroyed the businesses and the port parts of the town that he thought wronged him. So he went on a rampage destroying property. He didn't, right. he didn't, he didn't hurt anyone, but he was destroying property. And the only time he shot his gun was when he was being shot at. Then he would shoot his gun. Um, so let's, let's, not forget that he did everything because God told him to. Well, no, well, whether God told him to or not doesn't really matter. Well, he said that. He said well, that. Yeah, he's, well, he said it. that he felt like um, it, it must be God telling him that this is what needs to go down because now, whether he was a, a, a 
Judeo-Christian or uh, Buddhist or whatever really wouldn't matter because if he had, was in that position and he's like, well, if if uh, if I'm allowed to do this and nothing stops me, then it must be the will of the higher power. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so that's the way okay. that, that's the way you can look at it. Well, it doesn't matter what what church he went to. Doesn't matter any of that stuff. That's just the way he was thinking about it. Um, yeah. But my take on it is that um, the people that made the documentary are people he was mad at, right? So let's say, let's assume he was wrong and everyone else was right. So he makes a tape, does all this stuff, destroys a bunch of property, and then, uh, you know, he becomes immobile and kills himself, whatever. Okay. And then the town people uh, agree to this documentary so they can badmouth him the whole time, right? Uh, yeah. Well, then, then it's an accurate, accurate depiction of what happened, right? However, let's postulate for a moment: what if all of these people had conspired against him and were um, trying to screw with him, and and were trying to push his buttons and were trying to mess with him? And when he responded the way that he responded, then they made a documentary, basically saying he was crazy for doing what he did and they're still trying to screw with him. You see what I'm saying? After he's dead. Well, I'm saying if they, if, if they were trying to screw with him, right. And he did this because they were trying to screw with him after he's dead and gone. Do you think they would go? Yeah, we were trying to screw with him. (laughs) Yeah. Look at that asshole. Look at him. Yeah. You know what I mean? They wouldn't admit to it. So that, that's my take on it. That, that, if he if he actually was being screwed with, there's no way of knowing that he was being screwed with or not. Yeah. You know? So. But if he's being, like, well, my thing was, if he's being screwed with because the town doesn't like him, then why doesn't he just move? Okay, let's say I moved, uh, I got a bunch of my friends who moved in the neighborhood where you live. Yeah. Right? And then we all basically said, you know what? Let's just screw with Joe. You know what I mean? And they all started screwing with you. And they said to you what you just said. Well, if you don't if you don't like being messed with, why don't you just move? Would that be right? Well, there it would it would be more like if I moved somewhere and then the people who already lived there were messing with me. Yeah, that's he moved there, and the people that were already living there were messing with him. He didn't yeah. live there. Well, his you whole made life. it sound like you like people moved to where I live. Yeah, but I'm saying, well, let's say, let's say people all of a There's sudden a didn't difference. like you, and all the neighbors and everybody were pissed off at you, and they were they moved into their houses before you did. Okay. And and all of a sudden they wanted you gone. Would yeah. you then say okay? I probably would. Dude, man, look, man. I would it, look, like, man. why, why mess with that, like drama and, and stuff? Because there like, are people all over the country, um, uh, principalities, and there are there are townships, counties, states, and even the federal government trying to Im- impose their will on individuals who own land. And it happens all over the country. 
So why should the person who purchased their land just move? Because everybody's screwing with them. You know what I mean? From from a landowner point point of view, um, I actually know people who had like um, big swaths of their property taken away, and the government was like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna do an eminent domain on this on this property so we can put a highway through because the highway is more important than your cattle." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, they pretty much did that with my in-laws um but was it right they wanted to widen the street so they're like we're gonna widen the street which means we're you know going to like take destroy part of you know your front yard exactly and it's wrong but they got paid yeah but they did that to my father-in-law about a month and a half two months ago didn't pay him a cent destroyed destroyed all of his trees on the front of his property that were that were specifically planted to be privacy a privacy hedge so they destroyed all that they destroyed all his all his landscaping his uh railroad ties his fence posts all of it were destroyed because they were widening the road only where he lived they didn't widen the road anywhere else in the area just where he lived that's wrong you know what i'm saying that's wrong and even if they did compensate him it's still wrong because he didn't get a chance to say, "Hey, I don't want, I don't want this. Why didn't you widen it the other way across the street? Why do you have to widen it on my side?" Because on the other side there was nothing. The other side of the street there was nothing. There's just dirt. So why couldn't they widen it the other direction? Why do they have to widen it towards somebody's privacy privacy uh, hedges? Huh? You know what I'm saying? Some, yeah. Sometimes I hear what you're saying. Sometimes they screw with people just to screw with people. I have a friend of mine. Who owns cattle and he owns like 400 acres maybe more than that and he takes his cattle and he moves the cattle from one side of the property to the other depending on you know what i mean they move the cattle so they can graze in different areas right yeah they put a highway right through his property without even asking him so now he doesn't have a way to get his cattle from one side of his property to the other Except for like putting them on trucks and you know driving them up to the to the highway and around the highway and whatever, you know what I'm saying? Right. So what he did was he he dug an underpass underneath the highway. He made his own underpass that was like I don't know something like 300 yards wide, and he put in like pillars and stuff like that so that we could hold up the the highway. So he made an underpass. You know you know what they did. They, they find him and then they tried to fill it in with dirt multiple times. So they took away part of his livelihood because they wanted to put a highway there, but they didn't compensate him by allowing him to be able to continue his business. See what I'm saying? So even if they gave him the amount of money for the, let's say the land, that little two acres or five acres, whatever it was, however, yeah. how many, however many acres it was, it doesn't, it doesn't make up for the amount of money that he would lose by not being able to take his cattle somewhere else or even pay to have his cattle move to somewhere else to to um, to continue his business. See what I'm saying? It's it's yeah. over it's overreaching and it's overstepping their boundaries. So my point of view is that we can't automatically think that this guy was insane just because he said, you know, if if God didn't want me to do it, God must have wanted me to do it because 
he allowed me to to get all this stuff together. Yeah. We can't, and, and we, we can't call forget, him insane. That's for the that. reason why he didn't have kids. Well, he he didn't have kids. Whatever. So yeah, but like, is it that that just points out that he's a little bit crazy? I'm talking about like how you know it was his destiny to do that. Basically, <clears throat> he didn't. He didn't deliberately not have kids. He was saying at the end that it must have been God's will that he didn't have kids because now he didn't have a family. He didn't have a wife and children. Right. He didn't have anybody that could 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 uh, could come back on his kids. So it must have been God's will for him to be able to do what he did. My my point on that though, though is that just because he said it must have been God's will for me to do that doesn't make him wrong. You know what I mean? It doesn't right, make him wrong but, automatically, does it? Well, I what he did was wrong. You think what he did was wrong? What, okay, you don't. Well, from from destroying buildings. No, I don't. And here's why I don't think it's wrong. Black Lives okay. Matter destroyed billions of dollars worth of property all across the country and killed people all across the country for for years. And and everybody's like. Black Lives Matter. And, oh. and everybody's like, well, that's okay. Because all they were doing was destroying property. So if we weigh it the same way and say, well, this guy was wronged and he felt wronged and Black Lives Matter, those folks believed that they were wronged. So it was okay for them to destroy property. Then it's okay for him to destroy property. Because guess what? It's insured. They could rebuild. You see yeah. what I'm saying? It, it, there's got to be I, a consistent thing. I get that thing. point, yeah. Um, you remember that guy that um, the 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 state was messing with him, uh, and they kept telling him whatever, however he's paying taxes or whatever, and then he took a, a a big machine full of manure and he sprayed cow manure all over the city hall. I remember hearing that, yeah. And he went to prison or whatever, or he went to jail, or they tried to fine him or whatever. Um, yeah, but. That guy was screwed with also to the point that he thought he had no recourse other than to shoot manure all over the all over the wall. When you move into a small town, a lot of times the small town is ran by two or three families, and those two or three families can do literally whatever they want because they they run the town. The town yeah. the town we live in, the the lady that was on like the county board or whatever. Um, I think she was mayor for a little while there. Uh, all of the contracts that they did for construction for the city went through her husband's company. Even though there were other companies. But her husband got all the contracts. Hmm. And that happens in small towns all the time. Well, it's not just small towns. Well, that I happens, mean... but that's wrong. It's wrong for people who are in power to go after other people like that so or, or to do stuff to just make money like how um say like crypto <laughs> um L lyndon b johnson <clears throat> was doing hidden on more and um his wife happened to have the you know have a bunch of stock in 
the company that was right. making all of the yeah, and weapons wrong. and wrong, helicopters right? and shit. Right, it's wrong, right? You think that it's wrong, right? Or you think that's okay? No, I think that I think that is wrong. So, like Nancy Pelosi and her family inside trading, Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton inside trading. So all those other people doing an inside trading and and manipulating um, the law so that they can go after other people that they don't like. And they're protected because all of their friends are powerful. Yeah. I'm just saying that that movie Tread, uh, there are so many people that take it the, 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 the way as if that guy was an insane, crazy guy and he was um, in the wrong. But if you take it from the perspective of the landowner who was being screwed with by all these people, most of the stuff that he said sounded completely logical to me. You know what I mean? Except, yeah, except for when he said, God, you know, God must have wanted me to do this. Well, you're an atheist. If yeah. I if I may. You're an atheist. You but, may. But, I, but I'm a Christian and I know a lot of Christians and Jews um, or even, even Muslims that believe that, um, you know, I'm going to go get this car loan. I'm going to try to get this car loan. And if it's God's will, he must want me to have this car loan if I get the car loan. And if I don't get the car loan, it must be God's will that I didn't get the car loan. There are a okay. lot of people that yeah. talk like that. Does that make them insane? Well, if you break it down on um, if everything is God's will, then Holocaust was God's will. At Slavery time, for thousands of years was God's will. At the time, so those things, God is a dick. Well, no. At the, at the time, those things were done. God Im doesn't impose his will sometimes. God sometimes allows things to happen because men have free will. And if men have free will and God doesn't superimpose his will upon man and he allows free will to happen, then bad shit happens because there are people who are bad. So how do you know the difference between God's will and shit just happening? That's a great question. The way that you know the difference between God's will and shit just happening is um, you build a relationship with God and then you get to know his personality and you get to know his mannerisms. And then once you get to know God's mannerisms, then you get to know what God actually, you know, his will. Um, and there are certain things in, in the Bible where they're like, God hates these things. These things are detestable and horrible. And God doesn't like these things. And he's got a long list of things that he doesn't like and thinks is detestable. And for somebody to yeah. say it's God's will for me to do this because it's good. But if you look at the Bible and it says, God doesn't like that, then you know what God's will really is. See what I'm saying? Okay, so say somebody's like, um, I want to go to Red Lobster and have this nice lobster dish. Yeah. It's God's will. And then you read that Bible and it's like, wait, God doesn't want you to eat lobster. And then it's like, it's not God's will. Well, is that what you're talking about? Well, it kind of, but if you if you're talking about it like that, then there is group of there are groups of people that God said, "Hey, you group of people, you got to dress this way, you got to act this way, you got to do this, you got to do that for yeah. this amount of time. While you're here, you do this. While you're here, you wear this. While you're here, you you don't eat this and don't eat that or whatever." And then he clarified. Are you talking about the Jews? Well, no, he's, he's talking about all kinds of different people, and and yeah, then okay. later on, later on. Um, things things can be modified and changed. The behavior can be modified and changed. Yeah. 
And, and God actually says, okay, well, now you're allowed to do these things because now you're not there where you were and you're not around who you were around and you're not the same people you were before. So now you're allowed to do these other things. In fact, and now you don't have to chop your penis off. Well, in fact, uh, my wife and I just did this part of our Bible study last night, last couple nights about circumcision and wearing, wearing certain clothing and uh, doing certain offerings and stuff like that. Those were for yeah. those people at that time, a specific time. And, and it was for a specific promise for a specific group of people at a specific time or a specific household at a specific time. See what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but if you choose to adhere to those, to those um, promises or those things or those statutes, that doesn't make you wrong. But if you choose not to, it also doesn't make you wrong. Uh, I got a friend of mine who's a Seventh-day Adventist, and they're vegetarians. They're vegetarians because in the beginning, everything ate plants. All the animals and all the people ate plants. So they're vegetarians because in the beginning, in the beginning of the Bible, it depicts people eating nothing but plants and stuff. And even animals ate plants. Animals didn't eat animals. See what I'm saying? Yeah. But I've got friends of mine who are Seventh-day Adventists. I have no problem with them being vegetarians. And they actually have no problem with me eating steak. You know what I mean? Jelly bean, man. This was a yeah. this was a very fruitful conversation, man. Man, <laughs> we had a really fruitful conversation all about this this uh, tread movie, getting all theology and junk like that. Mm. Joyful, joyful. That's awesome. So, uh, how you been, Joe? I've been good. Okay. Well, well. I've been chilling. You? No, I've been good. You know, been been chilling. I got I I, I I'm so messed up. My doctor gave me a permanent handicap placard now. So I, park, oh, yeah? I can park in a handicapped spot because I'm jacked up. Not jacked up on coke or anything like that. I'm just like yeah. jacked, jacked up, can't walk right, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. You ever, you ever gotten so confused you didn't know where you were? Uh, yeah. But you weren't drunk? Yeah. <laughs> that happens to me. Like I'll, 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 all of a sudden I'll be somewhere and I'm like, why am I outside in my pajamas barefoot in the snow? How long have I been outside? Why am I outside? I'm senile. I gotta have it done that. Dude, but... I'm so senile, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm losing it. I'm surprised I'm actually able to do this. You know why I'm able to do this? Because I got notes. I'm reading notes. Oh, man, that camera is bugging the crap out of me. Ugh. Oh, man, that camera. Hold on, everybody. Gotta, everybody's got to just just relax. I got to move this camera, bro. You know what I'm saying? All right. You're not even yeah. here. You don't even know what I'm talking about. Why this nice. camera is bugging me. But this camera is bugging the crap out of me. Because it's like way too low. There you go. That's where it's supposed to be. Yeah. That's where it is. Yeah. All right, Joe. So, you know, I had a really good time talking to you. Um, you know what might happen is uh, this might be the way the show goes for now on. You know okay. what I mean? For a while. Yeah. Yeah. So look at that stuff, man. I'm like tearing it up with this uh, technology, though, man. Look at that. I'm fixed. Woo. Check me out. I'm so awesome. All right, man. So I'm going to have to get you off the phone. 
and do a couple seconds right. before Jay jumps on the phone. Okay. Right. Sounds good. Okay. Good job. Good All job. Right. Love you. Bye. Bye. All right, man. That was awesome. We had we had Joe on the phone, man. Joe was on the phone talking to us, so we did all those. Of course, show, show. Let's see what's on my list of what I'm supposed to be doing now. What's on my list of what I'm supposed to be doing now? You know what I should do is just pull it up on here because I can read it easier on here. Oh. Outpost Survival Tip of the Week. This week's Outpost Survival Tip of the Week is... Uh, it's going to be awesome. Where did I put it? Where did I put it? The Outpost Survival Tip of the Week is... Oh, it's down here. Outpost Survival Tip of the Week is... Try to get me some uh, non-glare. It is canned butter. Canned butter. Uh, man, I need to put something over that so I can see it better. There. There you go. Canned butter. Butter. Powdered butter. Oh, come on. <laughs> Look at me trying to show you what's up. Okay, this is canned butter. Outpost survival tip of the week is canned butter. Um, I don't know why I hit the bell. Hit the bell. Hey, hit the bell for notifications. Urgh. Yeah, subscribe. Like and subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications. So this is powdered butter. This one's from Augustan Farms. Okay, and there are different recipes and stuff on here. Um, you and you can write on the, the you can't see it because there's too much light. You know what's funny is I've got a remote control, I could turn them lights off, but then it would mess it up. You couldn't see me. So I'm just gonna keep it on there like that. Alright, so you could write the date that you open it when you open it. Okay. So the ingredients in this butter powder, non-fat milk, vitamin sorry vitamin e vitamin c and those are added to protect flavor contains milk use in place of butter half a cup of butter powder plus one and a half tablespoons of water it's the equivalent of a half a cup or one stick of store-bought butter when using in recipes add butter powder to dry ingredients and then add the allocated water to the wet ingredients then you mix it in there together and uh, to shape the butter, mix uh, one cup butter powder, three tablespoons of water. Um, uh, if necessary, adjust the water for desired consistency. Form into the desired shape. And then put in the fridge or whatever and it'll, it'll shape up. Um, spreadable. To make spreadable butter, mix one cup of butter powder, six tablespoons of water. If necessary, adjust for your desired thickness of this. So this uh, serving size, there are 204 servings in this container. One tablespoon of dry butter per day is their serving, you know, stuff. Uh, 35 calories, 3.5 grams of fat, 2 grams saturated fat, 0 grams trans fat, 10 milligrams cholesterol, 30 milligrams sodium. Total carbohydrates, 1 gram. Dietary fiber, zero. Total sugars, one gram. Includes zero grams of added sugar. Zero grams of protein. Uh, vitamin D, zero MCG. Calcium, 16 milligrams. 
iron, zero milligram, potassium, 22 milligrams, which is kind of weird because they said they add vitamin E and vitamin C in here, but they don't list it on the nutritional facts. So shelf life of this thing is 10 years, up to 10 years. This thing will last up to 10, 10 years unopened. Once you open it, you write on there the date that you opened it. Shelf life unopened product is safe and fresh for up to 10 years. Best when stored in a cool, dry place. Temperatures between 55 degrees Fahrenheit and 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Actual shelf life based on individual storage conditions. Use product within one year of opening. So you got one year of using this once you open it. So canned butter is the Outpost Survival Tip of the Week. Outpost Survival Tip of the Week. Yeah. So that that's good. Outpost Survival Tip of the Week. Yeah. So we're going to do Ghetto Chef from last week because we forgot it last week. Last week's Outpost Survival Tip of the Week was canned eggs, powdered eggs. So what can you make with with uh, powdered eggs? What can you make with, with those things? Okay, so uh, the kept powdered eggs, once once you once you got the powdered eggs, you know how to use them. You can use them for baking, uh, baking whatever you need to use eggs with. Uh, by the way, you may have even eaten these at different restaurants as scrambled eggs because they make great scrambled eggs. Omelets, they make great omelets. Quiche are great. But here's some survival tips that you may not have known. This is ghetto chefing right here. Um, you can actually mix the um, the egg powder and make it as a drink and drink it like that. And in a very, very tight situation where you're like, your survival depends on it, um, you can eat it straight out of the container and just drink, drink, uh, drink water. So it's possible to do that in a survival situation. So yeah, in a ghetto chef situation, um, what I would use it for is like brownies real easy. You mix it up as if you're mixing one egg and you make your brownies like you would normally do with just the powdered egg and you make your brownies and they turn out just like brownies. Just like normal, as if you were using a real real egg. Who is this? Somebody's like, I don't know who that person is, but whatever. Don't know who it is. So that's what you're doing with that. So that's Ghetto Chef. This week's Ghetto Chef. Yeah. So we, I wonder wonder when uh, when we're going to get uh, the other person calling. Oh, we got 15 minutes. Okay. 15 minutes, okay. 15 minutes till we get our next guest on. All right, then. So we're going to go ahead and uh, do the next thing. So I'll push five chip of the week, yes. Ghetto Chef, yes. Okay. We'll do Woke This Week, even though I don't have a... I, I got rid of the Woke This Week lower third. So I don't have the Woke This Week lower third. So uh, I'll go over here and pull up the Woke This Week thing. For this week I don't think I pulled it up Burp. derp I need to pull up the uh, woke this week lower third okay so boom, and then pull that up and then you guys can see what's up once I pull it up I'm gonna unpause it and then you guys can see it 
unpause it. I'm going to pause it, pause, unmute it. Okay. Book this week. Uh, and we're going to listen to this lady talk about the book this week. This week. All right. Book this week is a lady kicked out of, or a, a lady who was not allowed to go into a building. She escaped from her husband. Uh, I'll let, I'll let, I'll let the, the, the person tell you. I'll let the person tell you. So let's, uh, let's switch to the uh, browser thing. This lady. We're going to listen to this lady talk. Here we go. So if you're not aware, this man and his girlfriend decided to kidnap his ex-wife, take her, sodomize her with a baseball bat, cut her fingers off, torture this woman, okay? These are the two shits that we're talking about. This poor woman language. to escape, okay? Like, amazing, amazing. Like, so happy for her. But when she escaped, she ran to a grocery store where they denied her access into the building because she wasn't wearing a mask. Right there. It is insane. After her tormentor stopped at an unknown resident and went inside, she waited a few minutes and fled before seeking help at a local grocery store. Was told to wait outside because she refused to wear a mask. I don't care what your policies are, okay? In that moment, if somebody is literally fleeing for their life and to seek protection and safety, you do what's right. We have lost our humanity. If people back uh, in the day did this shit, we wouldn't have found half of these women. So what you're saying is this lady, her husband was beating her, messing, you know, cutting up her stuff and just abusing her hardcore. She escapes, gets to a grocery store, and the grocery store won't let her in because she's not wearing a mask. That's that's enough of that story. We're, we're not going to... I'm not going to listen to that, that, that description anymore. It's disturbing. It's disturbing. Oh my gosh, what are you talking about? So, hey man, if your policy is that you can't let somebody in because they don't have a mask, and this lady's like obviously injured, go get a mask and give it to her and let her in. Don't be like, go go to the go to the aisle, get a mask, bring it to her, give it to her, let her put it on, and then let her in. Stupid, man! Society's just like screwed up. If you guys are gonna be like that, bro, screwed up. You know what I'm saying? Screwed up. For those of you who didn't uh, didn't know the trivia thing, the trivia thing today is um, where was the Declaration of Independence? The um, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. Where the, where were they stored during uh, the during World War Two? During World War Two. So, comedy tickety tackety. Yeah, yeah. People have no decency anymore. People are saying in the chitty chat, kitty clack. If um if you want to send us a uh, fan mail. You can send us fan mail, Care of Comedy Vets, P.O. Box 369, Lathrop, Missouri, 64465. Or if you're an angry feminist and want to yell at me or whatever, you can send Hate Mail, Care of Comedy Vets, P.O. Box 369, Lathrop, Missouri, 64465. And uh, we'd be happy to see your uh, your your mail that you send in. So, and And I'm not trying to rush through these, but I know that I've got two segments with Jay coming up. And sometimes he could be long-winded, and sometimes I could be long-winded, and sometimes we talk to each other a little bit too much. 
So we got to, you know, that that's going to happen, you know. So I got, I got to make sure that I, I told him the right time to, to come on. Yeah, that'll, that'll happen. Why, why, why is it dropping out? The internet's like having a hard time today. Wow, that's weird. Guess what? YouTube looks fine. Facebook looks all right. YouTube looks fine. Just leave it on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. All right, then. Let's see. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going through my list of stuff and things. Stuff and things. So if you have any comments about this stuff, make sure you leave the comments in there. Hey, if you're subscribed, okay, if you're not subscribed, subscribe. Click the bell for notifications like everybody says on all their stupid channels or whatever. But my channel is a little bit more less stupid than everybody else's stupid channel, I guess. Whatever. So, like, not only subscribe to my junk, but, like, tell other people about it and ask them to subscribe. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, ask them to subscribe. So, uh, where are we at now? Boom. Yeah, I was expecting Joe to do more than that, but whatever. So I'm going to cross this off. So we did all that. Boom, boom, boom. And we did that. Boom, boom, boom. So I've got three segments that I can do by myself. And one segment, one segment with uh, with the Mr. Guy. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Lori says, yay, Jay's going to be on the fun, on the thing. So that's good. Yay, Jay. I'm going to send him a message. I'm going to send him a message to tell him, if he wants to jump on early, I'll take him early. I'll take. See, I was going to have Jay and Joe. I was going to do them both at the same time. But, you know, I don't, I don't like, I like to just focus my attention on one person at the time and I don't want to do more than one person at a time. I just want to focus on that one person that I'm doing at the time. So yeah. Hey Lori, like and subscribe to the or I mean subscribe to the uh channel and then click the bell for notifications. When we start it'll tell you on YouTube. And then that way you're on YouTube. And then tell all your kids, your your daughter and your son I've, at least I've met them. I think they're you more than I don't know if that's all the kids you got. Tell them to like and subscribe to my junk here. So, oh, speaking of junk, um, so if we get a hundred subscribers, then we get a, a, a custom URL. That's why I'm telling everybody subscribe and tell your friends and family members subscribe. Um, if we get a hundred subscribers, I will reveal my little jefe. Okay, so if everybody likes and subscribes. When we get a hundred subscribers, and we have our our uh, our uh, custom URL, our custom name thing, then uh, I will reveal my little my little jefe. So if you would like to see my little jefe, and I will I will whip it out and reveal it right here, and everybody will be able to to see my little jefe. Just like and subscribe. When we get to a hundred subscribers, then uh, then you'll be able to see my little jefe. So that's what's going on with that. You know, you know what I don't get? I, I don't get it. Just things, stuff and things, things that happen. You know what I mean? You know what's funny is um, I moved the top down camera. 
so now the top-down camera was looking at the floor. So now, now you don't actually see anything that the top-down camera is looking at. Like that. There it is. Remember the top-down camera, y'all? That was the top-down camera. You know what I could have done? When I was showing you guys the butter, I could have went like this. Said, hey, here's the butter. There you go. There's the butter. And you guys could have seen, that's the butter we were talking about just now. So the top-down would work if you wanted to look at the butter. That's what we were looking at. See? The butter has, like, recipes on it, nutritional facts. And then there's a place after you open it. See? You can, like, write down when you opened it. So that's good to have. See? See, the top-down camera works when you use it. I haven't been using it because it's kind of far away, you know. I'm considering, oh, what's up with that? That chair is in my way. Why is that chair in my way? Get out of my way, chair. Why is that chair got to be in my way like that? Get out of my way, chair. Anyway, the top-down camera. I was going to move the top-down camera somewhere closer so that when I reach over to show you something, I don't have to reach so far because that's really far away to show you that stuff. You know what I mean? So when I do the top-down camera like this and, and I go, oh, look, look, here's here's Bell. I have to like reach way over there to put it up. Now, if it's a small thing like this, that's easy to put on there. I'm going to move the headphones out of the way so I can move the headphones out of the way so you can see better. But uh, so what it's supposed to be is it's supposed to be sort of like centered close enough. And that's supposed to be like in the center of it. And then I could show you different stuff like that. Bring, 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 bring. So sometimes we might use the top down. Sometimes we won't. Know what I mean? Know what I mean, J? Know what I mean, G? So... Yeah, so clickety-clack, tickety-tack. You know what I'm saying? All right, then. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I know I said it again already. Fan mail. If you want to send us fan mail, send us fan mail. Care of Comedy Vets, P.O. Box 369, Lather, Missouri, 64465. Or um, you can send us, if you're an angry feminist, Hate Mail, Care of Comedy Vets, P.O. Box 369, Lathrop, Missouri, 64465. So, yeah. I'm reluctant to start a new segment before Jay jumps on, because if I start a new segment before he jumps on, then I'll be in the middle of my segment, and then he'll come on, and then I may not be able to finish my segment before he comes on and interrupts me in the middle of it. And it's only, we only have, like, two minutes to wait but but those of you who know jay know that sometimes he's like really 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 late sometimes he's not but sometimes he is sometimes he's late sometimes he's really late so so we're, while we're waiting for jay to jump on here i'm gonna move this no dang it i'm gonna move this down a little bit Why is it doing that? There you go. 
Yeah, there you go. Move that like that. And then move this down like this. So you see the keyboard a little bit. That way it makes a little bit more sense. You can see the keyboard, you know what I'm saying? Um, there, that's better. I think that looks better. What do you think? You think that looks better? People in the chitty chat, that look better? Not too much headroom. Not too much of this going on. Not too much. Well, you can see the headphones behind me. But who cares? These these headphones are just for the... Uh... <laughs> Lori says Jay's always late. Technically, he's supposed to be on at 10. But I told him if he could jump on early if he wanted to. So anyway, these headphones are so that I could hear what's going on on the on the uh, on the computer itself, and these headphones are so that I can hear what's going on in this. So, you know, that's what's up. It's kind of boring. This show is boring as hell. Screw it. I'm gonna just jump on the next thing. All right. So today's um. What are we going to do? I could have listened to this lady talk the whole time, but I don't feel like listening to that lady. Today's uh, Science Denier of the Week. Today's Science Denier of the Week is Nicholas Copernicus. Nicholas Copernicus. I show you his, his um, I show you his thing there. Nicholas Copernicus. So that's Nicholas Copernicus there. This picture here is uh, supposedly a depiction of what Nicholas Copernicus looked like. Nicholas Copernicus. Nicholas Copernicus, born February 19th, 1473, in the area of Thorn, Royal Prussia, Poland, that whole area. He died May 24th, 1543. Okay? So that's Copernicus. Copernicus. Nicholas Copernicus. So Nicholas Copernicus. So why was he, why is he a science denier of the week? Nicholas Copernicus is a science denier of the week because the prevailing theory back then uh, during his time was that the Earth was a, the stationary center of the entire universe. That we you know that the Earth was was it. Everything else revolved around the Earth. That stars were embedded in a large outer sphere that rotated rapidly around the earth and that um, the other planets that we saw and the sun and the moon and everything were embedded on a smaller sphere that rotated around the earth so that's why you know that's that's what he was he was born into is that kind of way of thinking so um so Copernicus came up with this thing called the heliocentric theory. And by 1510, he had already worked out the heliocentric theory, heliocentric theory, and he was telling other, other people about it. Um, and he was, you know, touring around speaking about this. And everyone else around in the scientific community, they were like, dude, what's wrong with you, man? Everybody knows that that's not right. Okay, well, what is the heliocentric centric um, heliocentric theory? 
where is it? I'm going to, I'm going to find it on here and I'm going to read what the heliocentric theory is. Heliocentric. Why is it not? Yeah. Heliocentricism is an astronomical model in which the Earth and planets revolve around the Sun. At the center of the universe, they believed that the Sun was the center of the universe. But let's, let's not even consider that right now. The whole point was, though, he believed that the Earth and the planets revolved around the Sun, which was correct, that they did revolve around the Sun. That's what we believe now, right? But back then, they didn't believe that. Back then, they believed there were these spheres that the the stars were in an outer sphere and they they spun, and that the that the uh, the moon and the sun and the other planets were in another sphere, a smaller sphere, closer to the Earth, and it spun on its own. So, uh, the actual theory of heliocentrism, they they say wasn't really invented by him, but he was pushing it hardcore. You know what I'm saying? So he pushed it hardcore, and everybody was like, you know, that's messed up. So what uh, what he decided to do was he decided to to put it down and publish publish it. So in 1543, he published a book called On the Revolutions of the Celestial Spheres, and it was published in 1543. That's the year he died. It was 1543. So he said that the sun was the center of the universe and the planets revolved around the sun. Later, other people who studied him, other astronomers, um, uh, they started studying Copernicus's thought process and his, his, his writings. And they basically found out that he was describing a solar system that... He, you know, even though heliocentrism says that it's the center of the universe, that the sun is the center of the universe, he actually was describing a solar system in his works that um, he may or may not have believed that the sun was the center of the universe. So that's why, you know, he was considered to be a science denier. Um, Copernicus's ideas didn't become common knowledge until well after his death. As few as 15 professional astronomers adhered to heliocentric theory or anything close to heliocentric theory 35, 65 years after Copernicus's death. So there are only 15 professional astronomers that believed that the sun was the center of the universe or at least the center of that the, that the earth revolved around the sun and not the other way around. So. That's why Copernicus was a science denier. Because everybody said he was a science denier. You know what I'm going to try to do? I'm going to, I'm going to try to call Jay myself. I mean, he's supposed to call me, but I'm going to call him. Oh, it's ringing. I'm going to, I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to say, hey, what's up, man? 10 o'clock was it. You're supposed to be on right now. And he's probably going to go to voicemail or some junk like that. You know? He's going to be like, all, oh, I couldn't get on, you know? And I'll be like, Yay, see? My voice. What did I say? 
Ugh. He's all like, yeah, man, I'll call you right back because I'm not in a position where I could be talking to you right now. And I'll be like, but we're in the middle of like talking about this Copernicus dude and how he's a science denier and junk. And you got to be like, huh, you know what I mean? So we're talking about this heliocentricism, you know, whereas heliocentricism and like Copernicus is like, dude, you know? Oh, man. That's a trip. You know what I'm saying? That's a trip. This guy right here, Copernicus, where they were like, no, man. You're like, you can't be all over like that. So he was educated in Poland. And uh, he went to Italy for a little while. Copernicus made three observations of Mercury with errors within negative three and negative 15 and minus negative negative one minutes of arc. He made one of Venus with an error of negative 24 minutes. Four were made of Mars with errors of 2, 20, 77, and 137 minutes. Four observations were made of Jupiter with errors of 32, 51, and, 11, and negative 11 and 25 minutes. He made four of Saturn with errors of 32, 20, 23, and negative four minutes. Other observations. Uh, with Novara, Copernicus observed an occultation of Alderbanen by the moon. Huh? Copernicus also observed conjunction of Saturn and the moon on 4-3-1500. Four, four, well, is that 3-4? Is that March? I don't know, man. I don't know. Jane coming on. Probably not for a while. I'll just skip it. Skip him. So, there you go. Wow. So, this is Copernicus's writing right here. Anyway, so that's what Copernicus was up to. So, the science denier of the week. Copernicus! Copernicus. Those of you who don't know who Copernicus is, look up that dude. He's got stuff going down. All right. Well, I'm going to do um, back in the day. Back in the day. Um, I'm just going to, like, click on the pictures and then show you some of them. I can't show you some of the pictures. All right, then. Back in the day. Back in the day, we had these things called... Bubblegum cigarettes and toy lighters. So I don't know if you can see from the picture right here. Um, well, I, I, I don't want that. I just wanted to see what this thing would do. I just wanted to see what this would do. I just wanted to see what that would do. Whatever. I'm going to go like this. Oh, you got to be able to see this thing bigger. There you go. So what do you got in here? You got uh, some uh, bubblegum cigarettes from Philip Morris. You got a pretend lighter. I don't know what this other thing up here is. Press the wheel to light the bulb. So the light bulb lights up on the lighter when you, when you go like pretend like you're going to be lighting it so uh yeah now when i was growing up we not only had 
candy cigarettes or gum cigarettes, gum cigars, candy cigarettes, candy, candy cigars. I recently bought an entire case of candy cigarettes. I should have brought them with me here. Um, and I, I ate them all. I, I love the way they taste. They taste really good. So uh, that's what we had when we were younger. It was candy cigarettes. And, you know, people were just crazy about them. Talk about not very politically politically correct. You can imagine seeing this in the store today. I'm going to talk about not very politically correct. You can imagine seeing this in the store today. We had these before in the Monster Tobacco Mania collection. 1962 features a cigarette lighter, play lighter battery. This one that they're showing is new in the box. Uh, the box is approximately approximately five inches by eight inches, so a five by eight poster or card or whatever. So, right here, Mr. Mary's toy and lighter bubblegum cigarette. It says more pictures, but if I click that, it'll open up another window, and I don't really want to open another window because I'm not even sure if I open another window. Like if I click that right there, do you even get to see it? You don't even get to see it. So what's the point? What I could do, though, is I could take this, go into this thing, and now, hold on. Now you'll be able to see it. Watch this. Wow. So these are the different pictures that they had of it. So they had that one. And then here's the back of it. Play lighter. Yeah, and then you got uh, another view of, from the side, and then a clearer view of it. Lighter battery. Lighter battery. Isn't that a trip? So that's what we had back in the day. Uh, if there's anything you had back in the day that you would like to share with us, Put it in the comments. Let us know, or you could send us a you know send send it send us a letter. You could send us a letter to fan mail, care of Comedy Vets, PO Box three six nine, Latham, Missouri six four four six five, and let us know if you have anything that you remember from back in the day, and maybe we'll highlight it on the show and tell everybody about it. So, we'll tell everybody about your back in the day thing. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, back in the day. I'm going to close this other window before I get to the next thing. Oh, you're going to love it. What's the next thing? Boom. The next thing is... Oh, did I, did I still have back in the day up? I do. Back in the day. Pathetic Pet of the Week. This week's Pathetic Pet of the Week is <clears throat> Molly. Let's see. Boom. This week's Pathetic Pet of the Week is Molly. This is Molly. And this is Molly hanging out on a couch. And this is Molly hanging out in some, uh, looks like some socks and stuff. Don't encourage that dog to be eating clothing. That's not good. Ah, uh, this is a Christmas Molly. Molly in a Christmas hat. 
Molly in the basket with all the different different cl uh, cloth tied together and back on the thing. All right then. So that is Molly. Molly. Boom. Oh no. I uh I screwed it up. Hold on. No, that was wrong. Go back to Molly. Ugh. We're gonna talk about Molly. Molly. Molly's a Chihuahua in Independence, Missouri. Molly's a senior, female, small, red, chestnut, and orange in color. Characteristics are affectionate, gentle, and quiet. She's a long-haired chihuahua. She's house-trained, vaccinated, uh, spayed and neutered. She has special needs. She's good in a home with other dogs. The adoption fee is $100. Molly is an adorable girl. She's quiet but loves to be picked up held and carried around. She gets along well with other dogs, mostly keeping to herself. As with most pups her age, she is she's on some medications, but still gets around well. She loves to be outside soaking in the sun. So that is Molly and Molly's on meds. So that's her special need is that Molly's on medications. Molly's an old girl. She's in the the, what do they call that? The she's she's on her way out. She's in the prime of her life. She's at the end of the end of the life. So how do we get a hold of Molly? If you wanted to adopt Molly, she's at Shep's Place Senior Dog Sanctuary in Independence, Missouri. Uh, they don't have any contact information here, but the adoption fee is a hundred bucks. So if you could get a hold of Shep's Place Senior Dog Sanctuary, maybe look them up on. The Google make them up, maybe look them up on the the uh, the Facebook and see if you can find Shep's Place Senior Dog Sanctuary in Independence, Missouri. Oh, here you go. 816-786-8664. 816-786-8664. Or you can send the email info at shepsplace.org. Shep's Place. Shep's Place. And you can uh, maybe adopt molly molly check her out i died oh we got a phone call what's up jay what's up man i'm finishing up the pathetic pet of the week so if you guys want to comment and let me know which of these pictures of molly this picture of her in a basket with cloth this picture of her on a couch this one next to the cloth basket or this one or christmas one let me know which which thing you think is cuter. Molly, the pathetic pet of the week. Molly. So <laughs> so Molly's the pathetic pet of the week. And she's a long haired chihuahua. Hey Jay, you missed you missed an entire segment, bro. I know I did. <laughs> you know what we talked about? No. Lori says I'm killing it. Lori says I'm killing it by myself. I don't need help. Punk. <laughs> anyway, what was uh, we talked about Copernicus? How Copernicus was a science denier of the week. Gotcha. You know what you missed last week? We had canned eggs as the uh, the outpost survival tip of the week. Really? Yeah, and then canned eggs was the uh, the ghetto chef for this week. And the Alpha Survival Tip of the Week this week was canned butter. Canned That's butter. That's funny. Yeah, dude, canned butter. 
Isn't that cool? I've got powdered egg and powdered butter. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. In a can, powdered egg, powdered butter. Yeah. Gotcha. And 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 it works. It, I was I was reading the instructions on it. Dude, they actually work really well. So have you used the powdered eggs? Um, not in a long time, no. But before, yeah. So the the normally when you make a recipe, you add the <coughs> the powder eggs powder in with your powder ingredients and the water part of the powder eggs mixture in with your wet ingredients and then mix them together like if you're making um brownies, cookies, cake, whatever. That you would put the dry ingredients with dry ingredients and the wet ingredients with the wet ingredients, and then it comes gotcha. out just just like, makes sense. Comes out just like you would need it to come out. So, so okay. so you're you're on you're on for the uh, conjecture of fact. Are you are you are you ready for conjecture of fact? Well, I am ready to participate. Well, today you're probably going to participate a lot because you may know the topic. I sent you a. A link or not a link at least i told you what the topic was yes you did you sent me the topic earlier so to the topic is the um badlands guardian this is a picture of the badlands guardian um just just from looking at the picture did you look at the picture of the badlands guardian I did not. What is the Badlands Guardian? I know what the Guardian is. It's a newspaper. But So if you look at the picture of the Badlands Guardian, <laughs> there was a lady who was um, looking around on Google Earth. And um, her name was Lynn Hickox. She was playing around on Google Earth in 2005 looking for different geological things, right? Right. When she saw an image of the face of a... Um, uh, they call him a First Nations, Native American, First Nations person. A giant face uh, made from, like, the, the terrain. So it was, like, huge, giant, right? Okay. So um, after she posted it, people were like, oh, no, man. that." There are three different theories that came about why that came about. But um, what we're talking about is... The fact that the Badlands Guardian looks like, yeah, okay, so the Badlands Guardian is a geomorphical feature located near Medicine Hat in the southeast corner of Alberta, Canada. Viewed from the air, the feature has been said to resemble a human head wearing a full indigenous type of headdress facing directly westward. Guess what the, hmm. guess what the town is westward? So that this thing is facing west. The mm -hmm. town west of it is called Medicine Head. And it's the it's the the head looks like the head of a Native American wearing a medicine man headdress, which is a little bit different than a, a traditional different kind of head, other headdresses. Like the headdress was right. specific. So that's what it looks like from space or from the sky. It looks like a headdress being worn by a Native American person, you can clearly make out a chin, a mouth, a nose, eyes, eyebrow, forehead, the neck. You know, hmm. it looks like a person. <laughs> Interesting. But this thing is huge. It's giant. Okay, so. Right. 
So the location of the geological wonder is uh, very remote. It's in an area that's been traditionally the home of the Siska First Nation people. Often, said traditionally. <laughs> often known as the Blackfoot tribes. So it's in the area of the uh, Alberta, Canada, where the Blackfoot tribes and the Siska First Nation people live. So it's kind of okay. it's kind of weird that this thing is located where there are Native Americans, right? So right. you ready for the theories? Okay, sure, yeah. Theory number one. The head is a drainage feature through erosion of soft, clay-rich soil by the action of wind and water. It was created um, created by wind and water and erosion and is basically a hollow face illusion. Are you familiar with the hollow face illusion? <laughs> sort of. So a hollow face illusion is basically your mind fills in the blanks that people are predisposed to see faces. That's why you, some people see faces in the clouds and faces in patterns on the floor and the carpet or in the walls or whatever. Anytime you see texture, you see faces, right? So people are right, sort the, of like the uh, face on the moon. Yeah, yeah. That people are people aren't really actually seeing this stuff that they're seeing. Um, yeah. I'm looking at it, dude. That's 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 more like the the Nazca lines, you know. Yeah, but this is that, a 3D. That looks intentional to me, bro. Well, and it's a 3D thing. So from from the ground, it looks like hills. All you're seeing when you go to the ground, right there. By the way, you know where it looks. Yeah. Are you looking at it? You know where the the thing looks like an earring. Yeah. That's a well. No way. So there's a well right there. It's a, like a water well, and it's there's no way that's a coincidence. Dude. On that's... the on the ground, that is a modern water well with a little fence around it, like a, a chain link fence around it. Yeah, there's there's no way that's unintentional. <laughs> you think you think that might so that was theory number one, okay. Um, Guardian. I'm trying to pull up the rest of the information on it, the Badlands Guardian, so that way I can say how big this thing is, because it's kind of it's it's kind of huge, and a lot of people don't realize how big this thing is. But it is it is giant. Right. It's sort of like um, <clears throat> if if the United States really did look like a turtle. Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. This thing, it looks, and if it's that big, dude, I mean, come on. <laughs> it's like I've been looking at some of the information about what the United States looked like when people actually started going westward. Yeah. And they started showing all these big, like, elaborate Roman-type structures, and I'm like, oh, well, where was that in school, you know? Yeah. And there's, like, people that drew did drawings of whole cities and whatnot and then i guess the story is that they had some kind of world fair where they made all these fake buildings that somehow accidentally burnt down huh and you go back you, you'll go back and look at this stuff after we get off of here but it's crazy looking right like yeah. it's yeah it's in the 1900s you got these huge elaborate buildings in this world fair or whatever and people are running around on horse and carriage and you're like how did they build these things you know 
Yeah. Anyways, so this is it's kind of along those lines where this thing is I mean, it's this big elaborate obviousness, you know? Yeah. Well, there's I'm, one I'm showing uh, I'm showing a picture right now of the actual Google Google Earth like a picture, like a screenshot of Google Earth. So you can go to Google Earth right now and see this thing. Right. I'm looking at just the basics on Wikipedia and whatnot, just checking it out. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying? What were you well, saying? I was saying I was saying that there's a there's a guy, I believe it's on YouTube that um he does a, a bunch of videos and whatnot, obviously. But he goes around the world and looks at these structures that are supposedly rock features. Oh, no. And then shows you why they were not necessarily just rock features. So some of them are like giants that died in place in the Great Flood or whatever. I get what you're saying, yeah. Right, so then this would be along maybe kind of those lines. Well, let's get... Let's <laughs> I keep get saying that, that's funny. Well, yeah, the Nazca Nas, Nazca lines? Yeah, the called? Nazca lines, Nazca right. Lines. Yeah. Okay, so theory number two. Okay. Blackfoot medicine men could go into a meditative trance and have, uh, have an out-of-body experience. During this out-of-body experience, they chose a location and a direction for the construction of the guardian or it, they chose a location and gave direction as to the construction of the guardian. So they were <laughs> had an out of body experience because they were high or whatever. And then they told people how to make it out of, out of the ground that was there. So they took a bunch of DMT and astrally projected to tell people to build this thing somehow. Well, see, and, and Native Americans do believe that they could do um, out-of-body things, like fly like a bird and stuff like that. But Well, I mean, but my, you can, technically. My, my whole thing is, why couldn't the people of that time have developed a uh, like a, a hot air balloon type thing? You know what I mean? Just because we don't have uh, like a um, it's like somebody took a TP cloth or TP, you know, a TP thing and made it into a, like a hot air balloon and was able to get up, up high enough where they could see down. Well, who's to say that didn't happen? You know what I mean? Huh. Whatever. Yeah, I, I, I hear you on that. I, I firmly believe that there was a higher technology in the past. I mean, we're led to believe that these people were you know, not very smart and that we're the most evolved version of human beings, but, you know, evidence doesn't really support that. Yeah, evidence <laughs> says we're devolving. <laughs> right? There's a theory about that on, uh, what was that, Rumble I seen maybe yeah. a few weeks back? Who was that Devolution or whatever. There was the, a... Devolution, devolution, something like that. Um, anyway. Was it, uh, was it Green Day? No, yeah. no, no, not Green Day. R.E.M. Yeah. R.E.M. Yeah. Where we're devolving. I, I can't, can't remember which band. I think it was R.E.M. The, the devolution of society. We're devolving. That people devolve. Anyway. Um, what was the other thing? Theory number three. The Blackfoot tribes believed in the above people. 
in their in their culture they believed in the above people who were people that lived in space right mm-hmm. so the other theory is that the guardians were made there's actually a, a tradition um a spoken word tradition handed down from generation to generation that the guardian was made by the above people as a landmark so that the above people could someday come back and revisit places that they've been before. That's interesting. So so theory two and three on this thing here were both uh based on um, verbal, verbal uh, stories and songs from the tribes. And theory number one is based on people who are scientists who don't believe in, in uh, other religions. They don't believe in religion. Well, and you don't have to believe in religion, right? To believe this. I mean, there's, there's evidence that there are structures like these in other places of the world. So I don't know why you wouldn't believe. Well, I mean, what I mean is by um, the scientists don't believe in the stories that are passed down like that because they believe it's a, it's a religion of those people. The, uh, the trances that they can be doing out of body experiences the scientists would go yeah that's just religion or the, the or the story that um it was the above people and the guardian was made by the above people that could be taken as gods or a god or it could be taken as aliens so however you want to take it but or, the scientists you know, don't believe in that yeah i was gonna say or you know uh, another race of people that could fly <laughs> that's oh well, yeah another race of people that could fly that's that's a but i mean you, you think about that i mean the atlanteans supposedly had flying machines and there's some evidence now that they have these machines that they don't know what they did there's that from was georgia it, the anti-cathera or whatever anti-cathera mechanism yeah thank you so there, there's a lot of stuff that's out there that most people don't know anything about. I'll tell you, I learned more after I got out of school than I ever did when I was in school. One of the first things I learned was that I didn't learn shit in school. <laughs> you know what's really, sorry. You know what's really I should have told you to hit the bell. Dang it! <laughs> uh, in school, I was into reading a lot, history books, science fiction books, fiction and and nonfiction books, whatever. I was into all kinds of books, right? And then after I became a Christian, I found this book called The Evidence Bible, and it had scientific discoveries that that scientists couldn't figure out. And the Antikytherian mechanism was one of them that scientists gotcha. couldn't figure out. Or hmm. or things that the Bible said, and then scientists were like, see, this this is true. This is real. And then... <laughs> I know, right? But, it, but you know, it, it's just... Uh... It's just theory. It's just a right. So then you got other th- other scientists who dismiss something <laughs> as religion. You're like, yeah, but you know, a lot of this religion stuff has been proven to be based in facts. So I don't, which well, is like understand your <laughs> point. Well, it's just like you know. Copernicus. Um, when we were discussing Copernicus, Copernicus, at the time, everybody believed that um, the Earth was the center of the universe, and everything revolved uh around the earth so like the other the other planets finding out that might be true well that the other planets were in a sphere revolving around the earth and then all the stars were another sphere 
revolving around that. You go, all you could see was the inner side of those spheres, right? And then Copernicus was like, no, the sun is the center of the universe and the planets revolve around the sun. But that was like the step toward believing in the solar system. Right. And then we're just part of the solar system. So he was a science denier of the week this week because everyone for 65 years after he died, science was dead set that he was wrong. And they still <laughs> believed the, the other theory. That, That's that, because there's never been an experiment to prove he was right. <laughs> you can't. That's the funny part. Even Michelson Morley they they couldn't prove that there was any motion whatsoever, even on the the particle level. So uh, the irony of all of that is that whatever they tell us, they're not telling us the truth about that. Secondarily, if anyone thinks I'm crazy, I just want to say one thing to you: Why is the moon and the sun the same size in the sky? As almost an impossibility that that would happen and these things are supposedly moving closer and further away all the time you know it something's up man something ain't right with what they've been telling us there too so yeah. having learned what i learned which is that they don't teach us everything in school and they even downplay certain things you know what i mean yeah i, I don't believe any of the the high spherical spinning we'll say um, uh, theories because they are considered theories. And that's because there's never been an experiment that has actually proved that we are on a spinning ball. Well, you look, look at the, uh, I know I went a long way for that. But... Well, I mean, you look at uh, space travel and how everybody's talking about, we're going into space, all this stuff, but that everything that I've seen has all been underneath the Van Allen belt. You can't go outside it. Either that or Van Ellen's theory should be thrown out. I mean, I don't understand how all these rocket scientists could follow Van Ellen's theories and agree with his theories and then pretend that we've been getting outside of that Van Allen belt since the 60s. So, so in, in 1969, we were able to fly to the moon through the Van Allen belt. <laughs> but now, in 2022... We can't do it because we don't have the technology to get past the Van Allen belt. What? You saw that, right? What yeah. the hell? You, you got to be out of your damn mind to think that everybody's going to believe that shit. Whatever. But then I'll say this, look, oh, man. Um, I messed if, with if you guys, anyone listening wants to look it up, there is a gentleman named Philip K. Dick who wrote a bunch of science fiction novels. Yes. And he said that, and he was actually considered a scientist, not just a science fiction novelist. And he said that the, there is a group of scientists that believe that we live in a digital matrix, just like the movie almost. And that we must be in the first one because we have the ability to create one of our own, but haven't gotten there yet. So something about the process that we're going through to create this next matrix based on the first matrix that we're actually in, which has to do with the fourth dimension and fifth dimension, that they're actually the only actual proof we have is when they change something in the matrix. Right. So 
I don't know if you ever yeah. caught that that interview that he did where he actually spoke in front of reporters and whatnot. But. Yeah. I got to tell you, there's a <laughs> website called The Archaeologist, and they have a picture okay. of the Badlands Guardian, right? Okay. And their question is, geomorphic feature or an ancient geoglyph? And then next to it, they have a picture filled in a little bit of a face of a of an indigenous person okay. with the headdress on. And they show what the headdress used to look like. And it, it man, it's a striking resemblance. And on the side, they have the uh, Antikytheria Calculation Mechanism. Antikytheria Calculation Mechanism is on their page also. That's a weird coincidence. Yeah. Uh, the the case for return of Pythian marbles. Okay, that's in. Is that those big metal balls or whatever? Stone, so I think it's the what the stone stone uh stone marbles that just roll around. This this one this website actually has a picture of a side view of what this mountain range or this uh this thing looks like, and it's like a a mountain range and hills and stuff like that. So from the ground, it's like a very hilly area. Hmm. And from the sky, it looks like a Native American wearing a headdress. Totally. And not just that, but I'd like to get a feel for like the whole, because it looks like there. it's not just the headdress. There's more to it than that. Yeah. Because uh, you can see the chest the bust or whatever that goes with it. I'm saving this website because it's got all these different different things that I'm totally right. gonna like maybe use oh, these wow. as a as a conjecture of fact. Did you go to the thing I was talking about? The ar- the, the archaeologist.org? No, I'm I'm still looking at the Badlands Guardian thing. Oh. And I don't know, man. I'm looking at the drawing of it. Almost looks like there's originally a, another face that came out of it, out of the back side of it there. Yeah. Um, a hungry badger he... unearthed the largest ever Roman coin hoard in Spain. <laughs> I got to read that later. That's funny. Okay. So So you're looking at the back side of the, of the thing and there might be another face over there? Yeah, I, I was looking at a drawing of it. Of what it originally supposedly looked like. Huh. And then it shows another picture of a Native American in the medicine man. Headdress. Headdress with his hair. That's the other key to it, too, with the hair mixed in with it. It really I mean, it gives the same effect. I'm looking at it without the overlay. So it does have a little bit of a different feel to it. But that is totally a Native American face, man. And, and if you think about it, remember the, the guy was like, oh, it's erosion, right? Let's say it was a really detailed picture, like like the like the drawing or, you know, the painting or whatever. Let's say it used mm-hmm. to be really detailed like that. And All it right. lost its color and its detail over time due to, due to um, um, well, erosion. Mean? Then that that just proves the point that it could have been an ancient thing that was created by ancient peoples. You know what I'm saying, G? Yeah, I, I'll say this. I mean, for them to create that, though, if it is intentional, 
there's a technology there that's important because you're not just going to do that with hammer and chisels. I don't care how good of a medicine man you are. You're not going to get thousands of people out there with hammers and chisels doing that. It's just, and maybe they could, maybe I'm missing something there, but I'm thinking it's more of that. There's a, a known technology for them to do that. Well, think about it you know, with, with the technology that they had then, let's say the dude was able to do this out of body experience thing, right? Okay. Uh, and, he, and he told people who were holding torches, let's say there, let's make this one line. Okay. And you've got 20 or 50 people with torches and they make that section with those torches and he's telling them where to, where to stand. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. I, I, like I said, I'd, I'd have trouble believing that they could communicate and then that those people wouldn't have left any evidence that they got this information from someone else. There'd be no plans documented. It's just all set up, you know? Yeah, so but... for me, I, I'll have trouble in, unless there's some kind of proof that points to that. I'll have, uh, what I would say is that there's some proof that it's intentional well, and that if these people are claiming that they did it, then I would say, yeah, then start looking for that evidence, looking for something that points to that, because the people who built it would have left evidence of building it. Well, the um, the uh, the evidence that that people who believe that it was made by people, the way that they're, the, what they're pointing at are the songs and the the, the different like they, they have different like um, uh, bead patterns where they tell stories making these bead patterns. Right. And they have songs through those two ways of communicating and passing down history. So they didn't have a writing system the way that we have or the, the Egyptians. They didn't write like hieroglyphs like Egyptians did. You know what I mean? They passed down stories through songs and through tradition of, of okay. making beads. I get that. So like African tribes in a way, yeah. Yeah, so they, they handed down the story. Oh, a weird coincidence. The last two theories that, that I read off were handed down through generations using um, stories, uh, songs, songs and stories when they're when they're weaving baskets and weaving blankets and doing the beadwork. You know what I mean? Which also right. which also uh, goes back to the whole um, <laughs> Catholics are not the only one with prayer beads. Native, okay, Native so Americans they come up well. Prayer Catholic beads. Borrowed a lot of concepts, including pagan concepts, so that's not surprising, I guess. Yeah. Well, that 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 was an interesting, awesome um, conjecture fact, and uh, and also a mixture of um, the uh, science denier of the week there with it. So, uh, <laughs> so I had fun with that. So that that's the end of the show. Oh wow! Uh, well. Uh, well, we I just appreciate gotta, you having me on, man. We just got to do the – I'll do the trivia question, and then if oh. you if you want to uh, guess at the trivia question, and then I'll tell everybody what it is, unless you guess. Ready? Okay. Where were the de Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights stored during World War II? Where were they stored during yeah. World War II? Yeah. Hmm, well, it would have to be somewhere up north, I would imagine. World War II. Probably in, in the original 13 colonies. 
Hmm. We're not talking about the Civil War, bro. We're talking about World War II. That's after the Civil War, right? Yeah, the World War II. You know, Nazis and Japanese. I'm with you. So I was trying to think if they were going to put it there, where would they put it? So I was working backwards. So I'm guessing it's not in the north. Not in the north. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where this place is located. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm pretty sure it's somewhere. And if I, when I tell you, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. You ready, you ready for the answer? Totally. Fort Knox. Fort Knox. Okay. That's, uh, was that Kentucky, Tennessee, something like that? Don't know. Might be Indiana for all I know. Shit. I don't, yes. I don't know nothing about no nothing. All That's I know is funny. Knoxville, Tennessee. This you know... Yeah, it's Fort Knox, Kentucky. You think so? Yep, I just looked it up. <laughs> so Battlefield Earth was was partially set in Kentucky. I guess so. Because they were going to get the the gold from Fort Knox. Okay. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Well, they'd have been sadly disappointed, huh? Well, because you know, there's there's not really any gold there. It's a lot. No, and whatever they had stored uh, under the the two big uh, penises in the sky that got knocked down in two thousand one. Um, yeah, you take that into account. There's a lot of missing gold. Did you say penises in the sky? Yeah. I can I can have twice the guy. And now the two penises are one single penis. That's, so that's a uh, reference to uh, Reading Rainbow. <laughs> that's okay. Penis is in the sky. <laughs> I can have twice the guy. It's in the book. Take a look. The bleeding rainbow. That's funny. Yeah. All right then. I'm gonna play the the closer. Um, you're not gonna be able to hear it, but everybody else will. Uh, so thanks for being on the show, Jay. I'm gonna hang up on you. I mean. Talk to you later. Later. And that, my friend, is how you do it. That's the show, yo.